Welcome to the Three Martini Lunch. Grab a stool next to Greg Corumbus of Radio America and Jim Garrity of National Review. Three Martinis coming up. Hey, so glad you're with us for the Friday, the Good Friday edition of the Three Martini Lunch. Good, bad, and crazy martinis for conservatives today. Chad Benson, host of the Chad Benson Show on the Radio America Network, filling in for the vacationing Jim Garrity, who will be back on Monday. And Chad, always great to have you with us. Thanks for being here again. Yeah, you know what? I have a day off, and yet here I am doing this because I love you, Greg. And he's on vacation. He's like, I don't feel like doing it. <laughs> well, your loyalty, your devotion to duty is uh, is admirable and noted. Uh, so thank you. Thank you for doing that. As is Jim's, of course. Uh, he's in this pandemic. I don't think he's missed hardly any. But uh, finally off with the family for a good vacation this week. Uh, but, Chad, we've got good news on the economy. You and I didn't have a good martini yesterday does have a little bit of a caveat that we'll mention, but let's actually point out the good news and that the uh, the jobs numbers from March were really good. Non-farm payrolls rose by 916,000 in March, while the unemployment rate declined to 6%. Uh, the job growth was well ahead of the estimate for 675,000 jobs. It's the fastest since August of uh, 2020 when we're having that snapback recovery following the horrific economic losses in the, the early wake of the pandemic. Big gains in leisure and hospitality, of course, which probably took the biggest hit last year. Construction soared by 110,000. Uh, Also, another 156,000 jobs added in revisions to January and February numbers. Of course, with all the spending that's going on and that the government continues to want to do in the infrastructure bill we've mentioned already a couple of times this week, there are growing and serious inflation concerns which could hit Americans and businesses. But uh, for the moment, uh, Chad, uh, regardless of who's in in office, uh, you want to see economic growth. We're seeing that certainly on the jobs market, almost a million jobs added in March. Huge. Uh, that is a massive number. And it, uh, when you consider what we've been going through for the last year, the one thing about it, like, you know, Obama, he had his economy. Uh, a lot of people, even Biden has said, you know, we, we, we kept the governor on and, and we could have done more. Trump took the government, uh, the governor off and we rocketed. We had an issue, but the underlying thing with the coronavirus was while it was doing some damage still underneath, it was strong. And and Biden, to his credit, you know, you got to give him credit. The the stock market likes the stability he brings, uh, uh, you know, even though they're, they're a little hesitant, but he surrounded himself with nothing but Goldman Sachs people. So that makes you laugh. And the <laughs> second thing is, is, uh, you know, the infrastructure thing, you talk about inflation, that that could be potentially a worry. But we are under under all of this stuff. We are still a strong economy and it looks like we're ready to do a little roaring. And a lot of people, both on the left and right economists, have said once we're through this, there's a huge chance that we're going to have a roaring 20s, like 100 years ago, kind of boom. And that is a possibility. And who doesn't wouldn't want anything like that? I think that'd be great for all of us. And that's just great news. And now it's as long as we can maneuver the next couple, you know, probably 60 to 90 days when it comes to the coronavirus, I think we're going to see ourselves continue to see ourselves move forward in a major way. 
Well, opening back up is only going to help, and we're going to be talking about that in a different context a little bit later in the podcast. Uh, and opportunity is still out there. Right now, interest rates remain low, so people are investing in uh, you know, buying homes and, and, and taking chances on business loans and that sort of thing. So if we can keep those low, uh, that'll be a good thing. We've got a huge pile of debt now. We, we already had one, obviously, well over $20 trillion, and uh, the latest coronavirus measures from both administrations are, are piling onto that, another two or three trillion on infrastructure would uh, add on to that, in addition to everything we normally spend on the government. So uh, we do have to watch that. Uh, if interest rates go up, the uh, the interest on the debt's going to be a problem. And But we've had inflation worries before that, that sometimes did not materialize, including in the early years of the Obama administration. So hopefully that's not the case. But uh, right now, we can definitely look at March and say uh, things are headed in the right direction on the employment front for sure. We'll see what the first quarter numbers are uh, towards the end of April. So uh, but right now, uh, smile. Uh, there are a lot better than they they were supposed to be, according to the experts. Uh, you know what? We're in a better position we were uh, a year ago, and that's that's a win. Whether yeah. you know, and I know a lot of people out there. Oh my God! But it's Biden. Well, no. First of all, it's you know, the wins that we always try to remind everybody is the wins that we've had in the past were the American people. The wins we have now are the American people uh, uh, through through our leadership. Uh, sometimes good, sometimes bad, sometimes not there. Uh, still, America, you know, the great saying is, is what we fight like lions, but unfortunately, at times we're led by donkeys. And that <laughs> has happened in the past uh, and it'll happen in the future. And as long as Americans keep doing what Americans do, which is fight and move forward, we're going to be fine. Yeah, well, I certainly hope that's the case. I'm sure there's going to be plenty of debate about whose policies are responsible for this and what happens if there are tax increases as part of the infrastructure bill. But that that debate will happen. There's plenty to debate in that bill. We've already done it on the podcast this week. So right now, uh, enjoy it. And we can talk about uh, ways to maybe spend a little bit of that extra money that uh, you've got in your pocket. And one way to do that is to make sure that your oral health is good. You know that you're supposed to floss. You know that you're supposed to brush. Did you know that it's also important to chew gum? Well, at least the right kind of gum. Gum is the unsung hero when it comes to better oral health, as long as it's sugarless. The American Dental Association recommends chewing sugar-free gum for about 20 minutes after meals. And now, Quip, the ones that bring you the great electric toothbrushes, uh, the refillable floss, and so much more, has their gum that also helps to keep your teeth and gums healthy. That's awesome. That's amazing. I like that. Gum gum helps prevent cavities, which is great because who wants cavities? I'm going to say nobody, Greg. <laughs> On top of that, uh, helps with, uh, you know, fresh breath, which is always nice. You chew gum 20 minutes after eating, sugar-free, right, which is amazing. That's tooth-friendly, and I'm not sure what that word is. Xylitol, sounds like something I did right, with zero calories because, uh, you know, calories are bad, and to satisfy your taste buds, quibs added long teeth. Long lasting mint, uh, crunchy tri layer design, and stamped it all with classic quib tongue. Yeah. It's good stuff. I got the dispenser in my hand right here. Uh, very fresh. Keeps its flavor for at least that 20 minutes, if not longer. Uh, and it makes you feel good knowing that chewing gum is actually good for you, which is incredible. Now, of course, it's not a substitute for brushing and flossing, but it's a great support for your oral health. Pair it with a Quip electric toothbrush, refillable floss, and more great products. In addition to gum packs, Quip also delivers fresh 
brush heads, floss, and toothpaste refills every three months. Starting at $5, shipping is free. And if you go to getquip.com slash martini right now, you can get a free plastic dispenser with any refill plan. Free dispenser at getquip.com slash martini, G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash martini. You can also find the Quip electric toothbrush, refillable floss, and more of the oral care aisle at your local Walmart. Remember, Quip is the good habits company. All right, Chad, let's talk about scandals a little bit. We debated talking about Hunter Biden, and we certainly can throw it in here. Hunter Biden is going to be interviewed officially for CBS this morning, uh, and he's not sure if that was his laptop that was at the center of the scandal towards the uh, end of the presidential campaign last year. Could be. Could be Russian disinformation. Could be anything. He just doesn't know. Has no idea if he dropped that off at that computer uh, repair store, which really leads to a whole lot more questions. But we're going to focus a little bit longer today on Florida Congressman Matt Gates. He's a Republican, of course. You may have seen him as a frequent uh, guest, uh, maybe on cable news or uh, in other places. Uh, he's he's frequently uh, getting involved in, in various issues, of course, as a congressman from Florida. But now he is the issue. Uh, there's competing narratives about what's happening here. Gates tried to jump in front of the story that he's under Justice Department investigation by saying he's actually the victim of a Justice Department extortion plot to the tune of about $25 million. However, from what we're hearing from the New York Times and elsewhere, uh, he's possibly under investigation for sex trafficking involving a 17-year-old girl. Uh, The latest details we're hearing, though, is that he possibly, along with other associates, uh, paid women for sex, and there's other allegations that could be wrapped up into this as well. So, There doesn't seem to be a lot of clarity at the moment, Chad, but the more we do learn, the less good it looks for Matt Gaetz. I know you've dealt with him at least on one occasion in the past, and this appears to be a sinking ship, but we should probably wait until the Justice Department actually says something on its own here, although I assume they're the ones leaking to the New York Times here. So what do you make of what we know so far? He's the, you know, it's funny when they say, oh, that guy's white privilege. You look at Matt Gaetz like, that guy's white privilege. (laughs) Look, I'm not saying, and I say this about everything, whether it's the George Floyd case, whether you, you have to let the process play itself out. You have to let all of, of, of this stuff, you know, the information come out, the investigations to go on, and that includes the likes of Cuomo. And in this day and age, Greg, we, we don't do that. We, we, everybody makes a snap judgment. But he is an interesting character. And, and people started asking me around the station, uh, you know, uh, that I do my local show out, out of here about this. You know, do you believe it? You've, you've done some stuff for them. And I said, uh, honestly, you know, it's definitely a possibility. Anything's a possibility. It's funny because he'll say, oh, this happened. And then like and then stuff comes out and we're like, well, that doesn't seem like that could be real. He goes, well, maybe I meant this. And now you're showing pictures supposedly to other people on the floor of the house of yeah. of, of, of naked girls or women. Look, you flying a, girl, a woman somewhere and hanging out with her and, and having some fun with her and, you know, you provided dinner for it does not make her a hooker and you uh, somebody who used uh, her. But there's some serious stuff here, and 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 I think he's in some serious trouble. And the damage alone will be done. And by the way, just as bad as as what potentially not those things. The 17 year old, if that's true, that can be in some serious trouble. But the fact that you're now telling oh this Justice Department and my dad was wired, and there's all this stuff, and it just feels like a wild goose chase. Of uh, your career is screwed, bro. I mean, it really is. And you seem to be doing yourself no help because you're going on Tucker Carlson and Tucker's look. If you, I'm sure you saw it, right? I did, yeah. Tucker's like, what are you talking about, dude? 
like, I don't remember any of the stuff you're talking about. Like Tucker and him had some sort of plan. Hey, just be my alibi. Uh, yeah, I think he's in some serious trouble. You mentioned that you've had some interaction with Gates. Uh, anything from those uh, crossing paths that stands out to you? So we went down to the border uh, with Congressman Andy Biggs, and it was an interesting thing. He's uh, hyper anti-immigration, didn't say some of the nicest things. And I was like, oh, God, this is this is the problem with a lot of people out there where they think the Republicans are all like this and you get this and you're like, oh, so we were. <laughs> I just like there's times I'm like, I'm going to push him into I'm going to push him to the other side of Mexico. And uh, uh, some of the other congressmen were there were also staying away from Andy. They just felt I'm not Andy, but uh, Matt, they will love Andy. Andy was a good dude. But there was a lady and she just come through the water. <clears throat> She's got like a three year old or a two year old, you know, like a diaper in her arm and like a like a five, five year old walking with her. And Matt had walked about 100, 200 yards away. We were still at the water. We were walking back. <laughs> And all of us are together and he and his like helper, his assistant, whatever, are sitting on this little bridge, just hanging out. And this lady's trying to surrender to him. And I scream out of nowhere. That is the wrong guy to surrender to because he's like trying to shoo her away. He thinks he's all that in a bag of chips. And I think it's probably even worse, you know, especially for all the the the, the national stuff he got later on with uh, with the. Uh, Trump and the biggest defender of Trump. This is just not a good look for him. And he is, uh, you know, the, the whispers been out there a while that he wasn't going to run for reelection because the TV people were going to start throwing money at him. And I want to see how that's going to look now uh, because Newsmax is supposed to offer him something. And I think his goal was to hopefully get on Fox. I, I think that there's going to be a uh, uh, no chance for that at this moment in time. Well, nobody's going to offer him anything as long as the investigation's going on. If he's charged with anything, that's certainly not going to happen. And even just the stain from reports that he might be charged with something uh, could derail that. So he might be out of Congress soon, but he's not going to be hosting a show on a national cable channel, I don't think, anytime soon. Look, all of this could be baloney, but he's not doing himself any favors by the way he's acting and trying to defend himself. You know, you come out and you say, look, these things are false and we're going to let the investigation run its course and 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 then we'll, we'll we'll come back to it when, you know, everything's said and done. And if you guys want to ask me anything, I'll answer anything. But instead, he the more that he seems and I don't know if you think so, Greg, the more that he seems to be talking, the weirder it seems to get. And and he digs himself a hole deeper and deeper and he's got no ladder inside that hole. I think uh, it'll be interesting to see how many people, especially from his own party, uh, start publicly distancing themselves from him at some point. That's that's kind of the first thing that happens when uh, your position in public office is in danger. And so uh, if we see that soon, uh, that we could be headed in that direction. But but we'll see. We'll we'll let it play out. But uh, it's getting a lot of attention and it certainly uh, deserves some discussion. So let's talk about and something. It deserves discussion, by the way. And I'm fine with that. Just like, you know, we talked about the, you know, the hundred is going to be on with CBS this weekend. Good morning. Like, it could be my laptop. Might not be my laptop. Well, we were told by everybody in the press, it wasn't your laptop and it was fake. And now you're like, yeah, it could be mine. And people got, they got told that if you print that story, we're going to have to stop you uh, from, from posting it here because you guys are making up lies and there's going to be no apologies for that. That was true. Oh, our bad. We just decided to say that you guys were liars. And that you were working with Russian disinformation. Uh, sorry about that whole thing. We'll, uh, just pretend it never happened. But uh, anyway, let's talk about something much happier. My pillow, more than just a fantastic pillow. Now they're giving the same attention that they've given their pillows to their fantastic towels. Right now, three Martini Lunch listeners can get two of the six-piece towel sets for one low price and free shipping. 
So I am sitting here. I'm at home today. I'm relaxing. And sure enough, I'm inside my little office. But guess what I have right here? I have a towel from MyPillow. I love it. It's not lotion. It's just awesome. You get that 10-year warranty, 60 money back guarantee. But the beauty of it is made in America. The comfort is great. It absorbs everything. And I use all of the MyPillow stuff. It's just awesome. These towels are incredible. And uh, I like a good towel. So I have, I have all seven sets of the hand towels, the washcloths, and we got a bunch of different colors, and they are awesome. Do love the towels. Best towel I've ever had, honestly. I, I can actually say that. Uh, visit MyPillow.com to learn more and to order. Right now, three Martini Lunch listeners, all six-piece towel sets are buy two for one low price and free shipping. Just use the promo code MARTINI at checkout or when you call 800-874-0104. That's MyPillow.com, code MARTINI, or call 800-874-0104 for two six-piece towel sets for one low price and free shipping. All right, Chad, just yesterday we were talking about uh, kids and vaccines and the constant moving of the uh, goalposts, uh, vaccine passports we mentioned in passing, things you'll get to do if you can prove you have had the vaccine. Well, Dr. Leanna Wen is considered one of the top health experts in the country. She was uh, briefly and controversially the head of Planned Parenthood, but then she said something that wasn't pro-abortion enough, so they kicked her out. Uh, but oh, now- that's right. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, so She's like, maybe not everybody needs an abortion. You need to leave. Everybody needs an abortion. Even if you're a man, which could be a woman, because men can be pregnant too, you should get an abortion. Well, so she's on with Chris Cuomo on CNN. Chris Cuomo, of course, can't talk about his own brother's uh, issues with uh, COVID or anything else. But he had her on to talk about this issue of opening back up and permission from the government to do things. And uh, here's what she actually said. It's clear to them that the vaccine is the ticket back to pre-pandemic life. And the window to do that is really narrowing. I mean, you were mentioning, Chris, about how all these states are reopening. They're reopening at 100%. And we have a very narrow window to tie reopening policy to vaccination status. Because otherwise, if everything is reopened, then what's the carrot going to be? How are we going to incentivize people to actually get the vaccine? So that's why I think the CDC and the Biden administration needs to come out a lot bolder and say, if you're vaccinated, you can do all these things. Here are all these freedoms that you have, because otherwise people are going to go out and enjoy these freedoms anyway. So, Chad, it's one of these things where you read the stage directions instead of just the lines where she's now literally telling Americans, you know, we really shouldn't be giving you freedom unless you do what we tell you to. That should be the incentive to get the vaccine. Then you can have freedom because otherwise, if we don't make it conditional, then you might enjoy your freedom without doing what we want you to do. Perish the thought. I'm sitting here as a human being who loves my liberties and loves my freedoms. And most of my freedoms that I love uh, are the freedoms where people just leave me alone. Right. And the fact that I, you would have to think that, the incentive to be, you know, essentially, if you're nice and you're good and you do all the things you like, maybe we'll let you have a popsicle after dinner to me is is ridiculous. Uh, I don't care if people get the vaccine or don't. I got the vaccine. I also had it. So I'm like triply protected. I don't want to be beholden to government, but I also don't want to be beholden to other people who decide not to get the vaccine. That's their choice. I thought the world was about choice. And I've noticed that, especially people on the left, they love one choice. You can go have this choice. You can terminate your pregnancy or not. All the other choices we think that we should be able to make for you. That drives me absolutely insane. And this is the kind of thing where it, the theater in this is amazing. And, and, and it's, you know what, 
There's a great article a few months ago. I think it, it was he. I think it might have been even in the Atlantic, uh, or it, maybe it's National Review. But they were talking about the hardest thing that is going to have to happen in this pandemic is once we really start to emerge from it, is unwinding people's power and and their importance. It's not just about the power. It's the fact that they've got some importance and they they, they carry some political swag and swear with them. And, you know, you know, Lena Wen being on television all the time on CBS or or Dr. Shaw on ABC or all these things. You're just looking around like these people feel like, you know, uh, that, you know, they're they're the go to popular cool. They're doing kids books about Fauci and, oh, my God, you know, wear four mask if you got this mask. And these things are tough because they're still just human beings and they can be allured to this stuff as well. The spotlights, the importance and being able to go on television and saying, if you get this, you know, maybe we can open up a little bit more is the biggest bunch of horse crap in the world. We have freedoms. They're protected by the Constitution. And yes, health side of things locally and nationally, the government has a large sway that even can go over the Constitution at times. But we're not talking about Ebola virus that flies through the air and kills everybody. We're talking about coronavirus, and we kind of know what we're looking to do to protect people. It's time to start getting on, and we shouldn't have people say, mm, if you're nice, we'll let you go outside for an hour. Yeah, exactly. No, this definitely hits me in my libertarian, small L libertarian streak here, because it's between freedom and common sense. Because uh, on the one hand, I had friends in college who hated the fact that the government was trying to uh, go after big tobacco, which gives you an idea about how old I am here. And then so they would smoke just to stick it to the government for trying to get people to stop to smoke. Well, that's stupid. But at the same time, while I'm generally pro-vaccine, when the government keeps coming out with things like this, where, hey, if you don't get the vaccine, we're going to tell you where you can't go that doesn't make me more eager to get the vaccine. It makes me more eager to uh, say some things to my government. And you know what's it, it, it? Here's another little thing. <clears throat> well, people, you know, because even when you hear that, right? Like, hey, if you guys get this, and you know your vaccine passport, or you, sh- you know, you show you've been vaccinated. Well, first of all, you know, you hear every day that you know even even nurses and doctors are figuring out ways to forge these things, and you can go on the internet and find fake vaccines. You're like, oh, that's not very good. But they come out yesterday. The CDC says. Hey, if you've been fully vaccinated, you can't catch it and you can't give it to anybody. OK, well, why am I wearing a mask? Because at this point, I feel like I'm wearing a mask more for somebody else's feelings than I am for the reality of science. Well, it's like you said before, they don't want to give up the power. And as long as they can, uh, they're going to keep pushing that. And so even when it doesn't make sense anymore, you can't give it. You can't get it. <laughs> they're still they're still going to have you out there to, I don't know, try to set an example for somebody or something. But uh, they just can't let you get back to normal. Uh, as long as they come up with one more idea of why you have to wait, they're going to go with it. It's amazing. Yeah, you know, and and, and I look back and, I, and you go back to two or three weeks ago when Fauci and uh, Rand Paul, speaking of libertarians, uh, well, he's more of an L libertarian, but uh, his dad's definitely an, a, a large L libertarian. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, him and Fauci talking about the mask. And he says, why are you wearing this? You've been vaccinated. Science says you can't give it to me and I can't get it. You're wearing two masks. This is nothing but theater. And he's like, oh, it's not theater, but it is theater. That's all it is. And the fact that we're the, the, so much of this has become political theater and the directors and the stars of the show are our CDC 
and these medical doctors who are on TV and people that are just basically acquiescing to anything they say. If Fauci said today that you had to go outside at night, howl at the moon, tap your tummy three times and spin in a circle, and this will help protect you the next day, there'd be some people out there that would do it. And that's scary. You're so right. You're so right. Uh, if you spend any time on social media, you know how right you are about that. So, uh, Chad, let's leave it there for today. We still have some sanity left, even though these people, I'm not so sure. But uh, have a great weekend. Have a great Easter. And I will talk to you down the road. Appreciate you filling in. Thanks so much, man. Have a good Easter. You too. Chad Benson, host of the Chad Benson Show on the Radio America Network. I highly encourage you to check that out, either live or uh, the podcast that are connected to the show. I'm Greg Corumbus of Radio America. Thank you for being with us today. As I mentioned, Jim Garrity will be back with me on Monday. Please subscribe to the Three Martini Lunch podcast. We're grateful for those five-star ratings and your kind reviews. Uh, get us on those home devices. All you have to say is play Three Martini Lunch podcast. Follow us on Twitter, at Jim Garrity, at Dateline underscore DC, that's me, or at Chad Benson Show for Chad. Have a blessed Easter, everyone, and we'll be back on Monday for the next Three Martini Lunch. We are living in difficult times where people fear having thought-provoking conversations about pressing issues. And although we're in the midst of an information explosion, there are a lot of forces aiming to distort what's true. I created The Bill Walton Show to provide a forum for in-depth, thought-provoking conversations with leaders, artists, entrepreneurs, and thinkers. Please join me at thebillwaltonshow.com to explore what's true, what's right, and what's next.